podcast. This is episode number 20, and if everything goes to plan, the first episode with video, which is why I'm looking around trying to act like I have something to look at. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have not a lot to talk about because we're finally recording during international break. We have Villa coming up, which is good because feels that we could talk about them for a while, though. We have talked about them for a while mm-hmm. on episodes, so we haven't even been playing them. Uh, so welcome to the visual aspect of Hammering Way, hopefully. How are you doing tonight, Joe? Doing good. Uh, I'm glad everybody's finally get to see our handsome mugs. This is pretty exciting. A lot, of, a lot of people know us by our, our Twitter personas, but now they'll see... Uh, their, they'll, they'll see through it all. The face behind the, the trolls. It's pretty tragic that um, I just shaved my beard off before the first episode. Did I tell you what happened? Yeah, I, I, I must have. Yeah, you can you can spare the listeners of the of the of the details of the gory details, but I will make the excuse that I um accidentally took the um what's it called the uh the trimming guard off. Yeah, and just like one at the chin. There's there's no way to salvage it. So you're this is like an inauthentic version of yourself. Like you are like a, the guy with the beard and and now without the beard you're just a guy a guy yeah and, and why would they why would they listen to a podcast about a guy it's just it's just a guy nothing special about the guy um but as a guy that watches our beautiful game i can say that I'm not stressed about this Philly game you know people are going to say they oh, they're a good team nah we'll go there we'll score three goals we'll take three points and we'll come home Start talking about Thursday or whatever game is next. Me and you personally have a lot riding on this game. Oh, I'm screaming on the inside. That was <laughs> like, a, dude, I'm I'm scared. We'll be all right. Like, despite how you know how good they've looked sometimes. Sometimes. Like I'm just, they never scare me. We have had their number the entire David Moyes era, even when they were at their best and we were at their worst. We were at our worst at the exact same time. We still got a point, right? From oh, yeah, when we were playing uh, the year that we finished sixth, but we were playing Hellball at the time with uh, how Lair was starting. And, oh, I wasn't even talking about that. That was bad. That dude, was that bad. win, that's one of the funniest games I've ever seen us win. The fact that Watkins missed that penalty and had that goal disallowed is crazy. That is the the like, the like most egregious disallowed goal I've ever seen in my life. They no, were, there's been worse. There there was dude, Luis Diaz just had his goal disallowed. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean like in terms of like how close it was. It was like they were like literally drawing lines like at his armpit. It was it was a Dude, I yeah, we got bailed out. And what was even funnier about that game was we we did nothing. We scored a corner in like the sixth minute and then scored fifteen seconds into the second half. Just did nothing for the rest of the game. Man, I, I it was it was so funny because everyone was screaming at the time that Ben Rama needed to start to start, and we were screaming that Hilaire needed to start. And then as soon as they both got checked in, like what thirty seconds in, well, I, Hilaire Hilaire started the game, didn't he? It was just Ben Rama who came on at halftime. Oh well, whatever. We were Ben Rama. We were complaining about that. Yeah, it was. Great. He creates the goal 15 seconds into his into the cameo. It was pretty special. 
it was pretty funny because uh, it was he played it for Holler and Bowen came in front of him, mm-hmm. scored. <laughs> I remember you going through the range of emotions, like, like yes, we scored, but also like I'm gonna kill Jared Bowen. No, it was it was pretty immediately like that was Holler's goal. <laughs> like you just costed him his job here. What are you doing, <laughs> dude? The last month of his career here is so funny when you think about it. How he preserved himself. <laughs> Just it was, he was dude he was out on january 1st was he not it was it was it was pretty immediately i i don't think he i don't think we played a game before he left i don't know if it was exactly well, exactly january 1st he, you know what it wasn't it was probably the next day because he uh he started that game at everton mm-hmm. probably maybe the grossest victory i've ever seen it's good you know the suchek the Shot. Yeah, how, yeah. How could we forget? Um, Antonio came on at halftime and was like great in the second half, and Halaire was just deplorable in the mm-hmm. first half. In hindsight, I can say that. No, yeah. We were both Halaire guys, but dude, he was the it was the writing was on the wall at that point. It was yeah. Over. The deal is probably like agreed to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking about modern West Ham and modern, not modern, but like. Today's West Ham and today's Aston Villa. Do you have a score prediction? Because I have no idea what to think. I think we're going to make it tough for them. They're not going to, you know, give us six like they gave Brighton. I'm not going to go and and make a 2-1, I think – I honestly do think we handle them. Brush them aside. I just – you know, it also depends what their team is because when it's – when it's their best team, they they are a team that plays with a lot of energy and like energy and physicality that can like not on the physical side not match us, but like we're not gonna just overpower them. But if the, if they start Tielemans or something, we're gonna run all over them. Which which they won't. I I don't think he I don't think he's been starting in the league. He he hasn't. But here's the hoping. Yeah. Right. He's he's basically their main culprit for their their conference league shitty form. He doesn't do anything, dude. He's so I used bad. to love him. He does not do anything. Whatever qualities he had back in the day that like made him a, a redeemable like a player he worth wasn't even caring about. He was a damn good center midfielder. Absolutely. I mean, he was warranting those those links to what Real Madrid and and, and shit City like that and United and all them. Yeah, it was all warranted, but now it's like he can't even start for Villa's second side. Like, I mean, these these conference league teams with like one or two vowels in their team name are just <laughs> exposing the hell out of him. It's embarrassing. Just on the Telemans thing, I I've never understood that sign from him. I've probably said it on this podcast before, but I've never understood it because he doesn't fit anything that they do. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a high-energy player. Like, he doesn't want to, like, make you feel him. He's not really disciplined at all. And, like, when I think of this Emery era at Aston Villa, it's high energy, like, high intensity, like, playing fast, like, playing dark. He just – he doesn't really have any interest in playing like that. So I never understood that signing. I don't know how they're going to make that work. I have a lot of thoughts about their summer in general. I mean, I mean, basically the way I saw it is there wasn't as as much thought to the signing as as much as they put to others. Even though I don't love their business as a whole, um, they kind of just saw him. They 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 knew he was 
talented at one point in his life and he was free and they were like, you know what? We could use another well, body and I don't, I don't think they have much plan for the fit. I don't think they put much thought into any of their summer business because I'm going to look this up right now because if I remember correctly, who's the other center back that they signed? They signed Torres and they signed another one, did they not? Langlet. Why? That's a good question. I have no idea. Why? It was terrible at first. No, but, but Mings, Torres, and Langlet. Why? <laughs> and and I, I, I understand they play some three at the back and stuff, but... And Kansa in there, too. Yeah, but Kansa's right-footed. I'm just, like, those Those are three left-footed guys. Mm-hmm. Why? And Langlet is not that good. Did Langlet come after... I think somebody Mings got, got hurt. hurt. Oh, Mings got hurt, yeah. But how long is he out for? Is, uh, is his... He is a bad injury, actually, so I might be... He's not back. I think he actually might be out for a while. Which makes sense, but it's still... I hate that signing. I don't like the Torres signing. I think he's good, but no, I don't know how many times. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm being nice, but like I, don't, I don't know nice, how many times. Man. All right, I don't know how many times I can tell people like he's a very pretty player to watch, and he has some d- good qualities. But he's just, and I'm not saying not cut out for the Premier League. He just like is a weak player. He's soft. Mouse he's soft. in the house. He's, he's mouse in the house, and. Dude, we we got we got we got a cat over here. Oh yeah, the the player the player formerly known as number thirty, currently number nine, is is licking his chops. Dude, no, like he is probably the center forward Pau Torres wants to see the least in world football. Oh, absolutely. Like, dude, he's gonna give him hell if they play a four, which they do. They like that four three three with those midfielders. Mm-hmm. Dude, Antonio's gonna give him hell. He's gonna be on his hip all game. Yeah, it's gonna be a long day for Mouse in the house. Torres if he if he plays. And by the way, those left backs they suck. Uh, you're talking about Dean D- and uh, the other one, Moreno. I like easy. They're they're cute because you don't watch them play enough. You watch and they run forward with the ball a little bit and they shape a nice cross where you're like ooh, and then it gets headed out, <laughs> and then they do that for 38 games and they don't really defend that well. No, yeah, that, that's 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 basically how I see them. Like they're 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 cute. The Dean is finished. No, yeah, I'm I'm mostly thinking about Moreno. Yeah, I know that you are, because I just remember, <laughs> I think we were both watching a game. We were texting, and you're like, I like this guy, and I was like, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but my Aston Villa stick runs deep. Um, I but I also just don't think Moreno is that good. Uh, Cash, Cash is good. Cash is good. He, he should have been a hammer. Could have been. Um, Kansa, look, I think Kansa is a little bit like a Gare these days in the fact that I think outsiders think he's better than he is. Because mm-hmm. I used to really like Kansa, but I feel like every time I watch him, he's doing some something weird. Isn't it so funny that he got a straight red on Pablo Fornells? Dude, yeah. Well, there should have been two reds on that incident do you remember that yeah i do i do it was the it was the person before and then Kansa also it was uh it was courtney house who actually for whatever reason i think it's from like an fm save like five years ago i have i have love in my heart for <laughs> um he was like i signed him on like loan from wolves but i think he was at wolves but yeah he like elbowed bowen in the chin right 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 and right Kansa took four down when he was through <laughs> 
which is just ridiculous. Like, dude, he's not gonna like, get there. Like it's it's four now. It's like if you don't trust your yourself to to in a in a, in a pace battle with Pablo Fornals, it's like. Well, he was young then, wasn't he? He must have been twenty one that year. Yeah, he was young. Um, and to be fair, he's you know gotten better since then. He's like I think he's like a decent enough center back. I just think that their center backs, particularly Torres and Consa, are ones that Antonio can really give some trouble. Yeah, I, I, I think I wonder I wonder if Diego Carlos starts. I, I he does not worry me that he's bad. He's just bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I none of them worry me, but he's And he's, Antonio he's like, Antonio's given him hell before. Lest we forget. True, true, true. Very true. Forgot he's a, a Sevilla guy. Dude, that was that's another dude, whatever it is, Villa make these signings, people love them. They they're salivating at the mouth of them. And then they wonder why, and then they finish 11th, and everybody's like, hmm. It's these, it's these La Liga guys that, that well, Emery's bringing over. Somebody's well, going to tell me they're going to be like, oh, well, Diego Carlos Torres ACL. He was bad before that. He was, yeah. Like, that was a bad signing, and then he tore his ACL, like, as soon as he got there. <laughs> so now you just have post-ACL, what is he, 30 now? Yeah, and, and, and they paid a lot for all these guys, too. They paid somewhere between twenty five and thirty for Carlos Torres. Must have been between thirty and north 40. of thirty. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what sucks about Villa is going higher up the pitch. I have to start being a little complimentary. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I've I've brushed off the Bubakar Kamara thing before. Cause like you know, I I didn't want to acknowledge that they got a good player and I was like he sucks like he'll <laughs> like it won't work out but uh, now that he's he's been in England for a year and a few months now he, he does a lot of good things for them he's, he's he's pretty solid like he doesn't blow me away like like he's he's not like some guy who I'm like fearing going in but he, he's a solid player yeah but I don't know if I was a Villa fan I'd be really excited about him because like he does everything you want from six. Like you don't really hear about him making mistakes. You mm-hmm. watch it. He'll shield that back four. He'll break plays up, and he's a good passer. He yeah. can pick a pass, and he's only he's twenty or twenty one now. I think right. Is he only twenty one? He was nineteen when they signed him. That's crazy. How did that, how did that even happen? He he was on a free and like he had all these suitors, but none of it really materialized to anything concrete. And they were just they they offered him a ton of money. He's 23. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so the, it's a little less when crazy. He, maybe he was 21 when he signed for them. That makes more sense. This was two years ago. Okay, yeah. And then I was probably being like, man, he was good when he was 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's still, he's still a good player. But I'm not actually going to heap as much praise on him as I was going to now. Because I was gonna be like, man, like you know, yeah, he, he he's, things well. He's, he's pretty good. He's like, pretty good. He's pretty good. I, I wouldn't go into hyperboles about him, but yeah, I'm gonna actually stop there. He's whatever to me yeah. at this point. Twenty three. Pick a room, Grandpa. <laughs> going away. Um, but Douglas Louise is probably the player in that squad. I mean, we'll get to the other guy that they signed. 
but he's the guy in that squad that's been there who I probably like the most. I think I think Arsenal made a huge mistake not signing him um not this past summer, but two summers ago on deadline day. Huge mistake. Yeah. He's he's really good. Was yeah. they they wanted twenty five or thirty and they just wouldn't go to it? It was it was something like that. And I forget they were looking at like other players too. Can you imagine they signed him? That year, and then like they signed Rice this year. What that midfield would look like with Louise Rice and <laughs> Odegaard? It'd certainly be better than what they're putting out now with Havertz. Havertz is gonna cost them a very big game this year. I will be there for it. I will be there. Um, but yeah, Louise is really good. Who's McGinn? Who's, McGinn. The McGinn's got to be the third one who starts, isn't he? It's not gonna be Tillman's. It's not going to be Tillman's. I don't know if McGinn is actually starting games for them. Um, I don't think it's Jalen Ramsey either. And you know how I feel about Jalen Ramsey. I think Ramsey's Jalen Ramsey's been hurt. Has he really? I I am a fan of Jalen Ramsey. I'll give him that. I'm a big fan of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he's not. Oh, Pal Torres scored his first Premier League goal in a 1-1 draw against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wow, dude. Congrats. Congrats. Um... So yeah, they started. Uh, they played a back five, dude. Ew. Their last lineup in the Premier League was Martinez, who forgot to start there. We don't have to talk. I think he is the most overrated goalkeeper in the world. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's obscene the way that people talk about him for the amount of mistakes that he makes. It's ludicrous the way that he's talked about. I mean, he's made plenty of mistakes against us. I mean, the plenty. He he changed our season in in twenty twenty. He gave Jesse Lingard that confidence. <laughs> this is all his fault that we're this good. He literally like must have been having like a Oppenheimer moment watching the rest of our season. <laughs> now he was watching the Conference League final, Bowen's struggle, and all he can see is bombs and Jesse <laughs> Lingard taking a shot outside the box. Oh my god. So they played Martinez, Consa, uh, Carlos, and Torres, and then Cash and Dean, and then Camaro, Luis, and McGinn, and Diaby and Watkins. Apparently, they, uh, they're hoping that Jacob Ramsey is back for this game, which it's means he probably won't start. Probably won't start. If they play that 11 against us, they're not going to score more than a goal. Who's play- who plays left wing for them? They didn't. They didn't play a winger last week. Oh, so it's it's Diaby and Watkins up front, who are two. Like that's that's 150 million plus of attacking talent. I'll give them that. Yeah, and like I, mean, I have my uh, my takes about Watkins. Um, that like you know he's not the reason that Villa were so good last year and why they rose to the heights that they did was because he hit, like, the most obscene purple patch. Like, if you look at his, like, if the game log on transfer market, every every game he was scoring a goal for, like, mm-hmm. 14 games. I think he didn't score, like, twice or three games. And it's like, he's not going to do that again. But he is a damn good striker and a lot to deal with. And if you remember, he has the Moyes, the Moyes check mark. So Which is dangerous. You that is very dangerous. Be- you do not want to deal with players with the Moyes trademark. But Moussa Diaby, God bless him, he started well. 
Tim Stiden had the opportunity to see him up close. He said, ah, no thanks. <laughs> and it's not even like he didn't want a left-footed attacker because look what he went and did. Yeah, I know. Like that, at, Very weird, right? When the Diaby stuff was happening with Villa, I was like kind of upset. I was like – You were – dude, be honest. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, a lot of that was like fake outrage like for – I can never tell with you sometimes, man. <laughs> well, during the summer, I'm just like getting yeah, mad well, at everything. Well, that, so, that's like, what I mean. Is like you, you just you love the exhilaration of just <laughs> being upset at the transfer market. It's special, man. You only get that experience what two months out of the year. So you, you gotta make, Three. and then you get January. <laughs> you get you. You gotta make the most out of every every bit of news that you get. Dude, I disagree, man. That is not the way for my mental state. You're nuts. At this point, I've let I've succumbed to to the mental toll that it's it, that <laughs> transfer windows take. You you you've built up a tolerance to the transfer window that just, you can. I've embraced I've embraced all the clickbait. You know I'm I'm. Yeah. I'm well, you're not you're not quite um Alan Rezepa. No, I, I won't I won't succumb to, to Ekram Konor tweets. That's the one thing I'm resistant to. Even when it's good news, I'm like, it's Ekram. He doesn't get anything right. But he's <laughs> never broke anything. He did break Ariola. That was the one thing I remember is that he got Ariola. No, right. he didn't. Yes he did. Yes he no, did. Because I remember that's how I got blocked by X. Because <laughs> There was an Ekram tweet, and then an X update, and I was, and he didn't mention Ariola, and I was like, clown emoji, like, how could you not mention Ariola? <laughs> that was Dude, it. you're ridiculous. Thank God we have grown and since made made good yes. with our good friend X. Yes, water but under the bridge, as they say. Water under the bridge. That was a ridiculous. That was a ridiculous summer. Everything that happened. Um, and I and echo, imagine echo. Newcastle hijacked the Aguirre deal. Remember that? Oh my god! <laughs> I Dude. wonder what we did, what we would have done. We would have. You would have had to go to Botman, right? Like, did they already have Botman at that point? No. I mean, he 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 was like their guy, and then we were signing a Garrett, and they just kind of. It's like they just don't know what they're doing, or they don't know what they're doing. They're just like they're signing him. That we had want to be, him. That had to be some Asian talk, honestly, because probably was. But I think there was some truth to it. I mean, they were probably sniffing around, but mm-hmm. I feel like Bobman was always their guy. Yeah, I doubt it was ever as serious as. As uh, certain people wanted to make it, that that one I never fell for. Um, yeah, same. I uh, I'm still a little pissed off about the Newcastle game. Now that I say I that, know, name, right? I'm I'm like a little irked. Irked is the word I'm gonna go with. I'm irked. I was looking at the other fourteen, uh, you know, like the baseline tracker, and I yeah. saw we went down two points, and that was like a, a yeah, shot. Dude, to that, the heart, that's a man. shot to the heart right there. Yeah. But we're still we're still plus twelve or plus ten. And we're we're plus be. eight. We're plus, plus eight. eight. Damn. Damn. Villa are Villa are plus seven. Well, dude, this is well. Um, they're supposed to win this game. They're at home. 
Yeah. So we week. can we we can we can we can go up and they can go. To, this is this is for all the marbles. This is this as far is as I'm a, concerned. A baseline tracker six pointer. A baseline track. Well, dude, this is also like unironically a six pointer because I look at the league table right here. They are in fifth, as far as I know. Yeah, they're in fifth yeah. on sixteen points. We're in seventh on fourteenth. Dude, we could be level on points with them. See, this is the this is the thing that gets me about that Newcastle game, and I won't let it go. So now that I'm looking at the table, I want to bring this up because I think that this, it's I guess like kind of obvious, um, but I, it's not something that gets like spoken about out loud. But teams that score goals are good. Like that's a yeah. dumb statement, but like when whenever you look at a league table for any season, like you don't see a team that scores less than fifty goals being in like the top seven. Like if you're not scoring like if you're not pushing sixty goals, like you're probably not good. The only team in recent memory that I can remember doing that was um who was it? Wolves. Like last year, okay, Villa finished seventh and they scored 51 goals, but they had that freak end to the season where they were scoring for fun. Mm-hmm. Eighth place, Tottenham scored 70. Ninth place, Brentford scored 58. Tenth place, Fulham scored 59. Uh, and then the year before that, when we finished seventh, we scored 60 goals and finished seventh. Leicester scored 62. And then there was a 15-point drop-off and there was 42 goals for, 38 goals for. And the reason I bring that up is that I was looking at the league table, and you know how, like Newcastle, West Ham, Brighton, and Villa have kind of been separating from the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. With obviously United and Chelsea will be breathing down everybody's necks. Um, but in terms of goals for Tottenham, eighteen, Arsenal, sixteen, City, seventeen, Liverpool, eighteen, Villa, nineteen. Brighton 21, West Ham 15, Newcastle 20. So that's all in one clump, right? Mm-hmm. Once you go after that, the next highest scorers in the league are on 11 goals for, which is Chelsea actually scored 11 and Brentford have scored 11. And everybody else is in single digits. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've done, we've actually done a really good job of like consistently Putting scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. I mean, we haven't we haven't gotten blanked yet this season, which is really nice. Yeah, the, those those always hurt. I cannot stand like being like, man, I'm like, excited to watch the game today. Like, like we'll score a goal today at least, mm-hmm. you know. Which is like a nice feeling when like you're good. You're like, yeah, like we'll score, and mm-hmm. like I'll feel something. So there's nothing worse than getting blanked. Um, but I just thought that was a really interesting stat because like we. Though we have the least goals in that group, we're comfortably a part of that group of eight teams as opposed to the rest of the league who have barely broken 10. Oh, yeah. That. And I, I mean... And I think it's a it. good sign for the rest of the season, whereas there are some underlying stats that don't necessarily love us. But I think that some of the way that we play just isn't geared for that, mm-hmm. i.e. James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> well, well, the thing about... The thing about the the teams around us is that you got to count that Newcastle had a nine goal game in there or eight. It was eight. Uh, eight yeah. Villa have some ridiculous like six goal games. Yeah, right? they, they they scored six. So Newcastle scored five against Villa 
and eight against Sheffield United. So 13 of their 20 goals have come from that. They've scored seven in the other six games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Villa scored six against Brighton, and they scored four against everything. Villa, to be fair to them, have they've been generally on fire. Um, but yeah, we've put the ball in the net on a consistent basis. Like we've scored three, three, three. We've had two. We and not scored. only that, we we're scoring first, which I think is is really really important that and like the main change that we've seen from this season to the last is that we're setting tone early we're we're scoring first we're letting teams react to us instead of having to like build up a reaction from within yeah and like we said that last week that we scored uh the first goal in seven of our eight premier league games and like really should have been an eight of eight um Mm -hmm. and i think the other thing that's uncharacteristic about this team is that we've we've conceded 12 goals which is joint second most in that eight-team range. Brighton have conceded 16. Phil have also conceded 12. Um, but I think that I, you know, I know that we conceded a lot of goals, or not a lot, a lot, but a lot of goals. So like a Moyes side that's good on um, the 21-22 season. But I can't imagine this team not having a stretch this year where we defend well. Just considering how good Zuma is, how out of his skin as a shot stopper Ariel has been, I want to talk about his all-around play in a second because I think after the international break, it was a lot better. Um, yeah. And I think that the main reason, just on this point, that Moyes has stuck with Aguirre is that he believes in Aguirre as a defender, which no matter what anybody wants to tell you about him, he's clearly a very talented player. And he has the Moyes check, so that's another thing. Um, but he's clearly a very talented player and he's not been playing that great. Uh, but it's a lot of just moments that are killing him. And I think that Moyes is thinking, not to use that word over and over again, but if he can breed that continuity in the back line, just have these four out there every week, I think that he was trying to do because we chopped and changed so much last season. I think that's why we struggled for a large part Mm -hmm. because teams that have that consistent four, Really, they figure it out, and like they are just so together as a unit. And I think that we're going to start seeing more clean sheets from us the longer the season goes on, considering the fixtures are getting easier, and these guys will have played longer together. And if Mavropanos comes in, he comes in. He was great for Greece tonight, by the way. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I was, I, was, I was following the sofa score, and it seemed yeah. like he was an outlier. He was. Um, but, uh, I mean, with the guard, it, it's – that's really always been a problem with Ariola dating back to last year. Uh, their chemistry has always been kind of weird. Um, but especially thinking of the United game in the cup, um, they've always had something to iron out. And I think over time, like it just has to work. Like it just makes too much sense. Like these guys speak the same language. They're friends off the pitch. Like Great it's going to happen. Yeah, of course. The the part of the French squad, they have to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, Aguirre was amazing last year. Um, we haven't seen it yet this year, but there's been flashes though. Of course, of course. Um, there's been as many good flashes as there's been bad flashes, not to cut you off, but but the 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 thing is he's a defender. Yeah. But the thing is with center backs, there's no margin for error. If you make a mistake, it's a goal. Um, if you make a mistake as a forward, you'll get the next chance. Like that's just how the game is. Um, but 
I don't know. I, I still have I still have faith in him. Uh, we, I, so, I do too. He, he's been getting better. He over he over the past couple of weeks, he's been much better. I mean, I and I know a lot is made of of Newcastle's second goal, and you know, there's stuff with the foul and foul. and Bruno should have been off, and it's a lot of bullshit. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm willing to. I'm not willing to pin, that, to pin that goal on him. I think that that's ridiculous, and I think that that's just the scapegoating that this fan base needs, every fan base needs. I mean, there was a time when Man City were killing Gundogan, those fans. Every team needs a scapegoat. I understand it. But pinning that goal on him is nonsense. Even if you don't think it's a foul. Like, there are a million other things. Like, why the hell is Paquette – like, why is Emerson so narrow? And okay, mm-hmm. if Emerson is supposed to be narrow because he's defending the cross and he's shifted over, where the hell is Lucas Paqueta? Yeah. And, and if you watch the clip, yeah, I think it is Paqueta who's in the wrong. He just doesn't track that run that Trippier makes. He doesn't, and it, it's 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 honestly like a super rare thing for him because he, he all season he's been like dominating that area of the pitch, and then he kind of just put, takes a play off. Where he jogs, and honestly, you can't even blame him because he. Well, I was gonna say absolutely. It's, it's a ninety-minute game. These, these things happen, especially for yeah. a guy who you asked to do that much. That we played a good team, man, and, and we conceded a goal. It's just it happens. There's plenty of blame to go around, including on the officials, but it happens. Oh yeah, I mean it's the same thing. Like if you're a Newcastle fan, you're yelling at was it Longstaff or Burnt? I don't even remember who it was. Who just didn't? It actually might have been Gimresh, who just didn't close down kudus for his goal and by the way how weird is it just being like oh yeah for kudus goal for west ham <laughs> it's like the same experience with paquette last year it's almost a little weirder his kudus links felt stronger at points yeah i mean i like i found out about this guy's existence like the beginning of last year and no, it must have been the end of the season before he's um... When did he break out? I don't even remember. He, you, you probably would have heard of him, like twenty twenty two, but like the season before, and then like you would have been like, let me, let me tap in, and then the World Cup, and then he's playing for Ghana. And I think the first time I ever watched him play, if I remember correctly, was the first Liverpool game in the Champions League, and in the group stage, he scored that ridiculous goal. Yeah, I don't know. My memory is crazy because for me, and like I could be wrong, I should probably check on this because I'm not trying to lie. But with Ajax players, whenever they break out, I always feel like, oh, I remember that name in the squad from when I was thinking about Anthony mm-hmm. or when I was thinking about Hilaire. And I was like, oh, like I remember that name. And then it's always like the guy before. Like, I'm trying to think of another example of that. But you know what I mean? Like, you'll watch Ajax for like David Nares and then like. I can't. I can't. Even I mean, that's how that. I found out who Anthony was because I was watching IX Hall- for Hilaire. Yeah, and then it's like it all goes like that, and then you're watching Anthony, and then you're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Mm-hmm. This is this incredibly gifted footballer. The the messed up part is that we we know who the next one is. We could have had him. Who? I'm joking about Borges. They're terrible. Oh. They're finished. <laughs> Yeah, IX is a is a thing of the past. They 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 will be forever a reference in the past tense. I will remember their Champions League run and them selling us Kudus and Alvarez. Yes, I, I'm glad that it's us that 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 put the dagger in, in IX. Yeah, forever. yeah. 
they can enjoy the conference league. Well, it's funny because you know what, man? I I'll probably <laughs> make fun of each team in that group and be like, "Yeah, you're gonna finish third at some <laughs> point this season." Because I've done it with Ajax and Brighton a lot already, and at some point Marseille is just gonna get a bumming and you know they let Payet go. We finally could have played Payet. <laughs> yeah, they they'll certainly they'll pay on our, our yeah for sure. But yeah, they will. Pay. I mean. I honestly struggle to to blame the Newcastle defenders for the kudos call. Like oh, yeah, that, but that's, that that's the thing. And then you, you know who you blame for uh, the first goal is this guy. But you know what's funny is people were, oh, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league. And then he kind of came back down to earth and he hasn't played that well. And nobody wants to really talk about that he is a human being. Yeah, what happens when he's get, when he inevitably gets to, like replaced? That's that's a long way down the line, I think, for them. They have other things. They also have a lot of money. They do have a lot. Of, who are they going to buy? What goalkeeper are they going to buy? I don't know. They'll figure it out. I'm sure they will. I think that they have other areas to fill. Are they going to buy, like, a real winger at some point that they actually like and, like, want to play? <laughs> no, because, like, seriously, like, you spend $40 million on Gordon. He feels like he barely played last year. He didn't score his first Newcastle goal until this season. Now he plays a lot, and then you you sign Barnes and isn't getting anything but six minute cameos. Well, he's he's injured for an extended period now. He was fit for a long enough time. Then they have the other one who plays left wing, don't they? Who? I don't know. Oh, I'm making shit up actually. Forget me. <laughs> Thinking about Saint Maximin. Oh, I hate that team. Is Tino yeah, Livermento ever gonna play a game? Has he played yet? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Him and him and Ashby are both buried. <laughs> it's dude. They spent a lot of money on him to sit there and learn from Trippier. But to be honest, that'll probably work out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if he stays and he's he's already a talented player in his own right. He didn't need to do this. You think that they'll uh, they'll send a left back? That's like probably next, right? I mean, no, like no, Dan Burns. I'm not being disrespectful, but like it's kind of like us with Antonio, how we talked about a while ago, where it's like, okay, like we're really good now. It's time to replace him. <laughs> and then he keeps coming back up. I don't know. I, I I think I think Dan Burn fits a lot of their with their identity of being like a physically dominant team and having a guy who can like go like be literally six foot eight and be athletic enough to guard wingers or to defend wingers. Like in wide positions like that, like I don't think that's something you really move on from. Even I just I don't think this specific Newcastle identity will last. I mean, like how could be gone? He won't go this season, but he could be gone in two years time. They could be looking for a manager. I just don't. I don't see. Look, Eddie Howe is a fine manager. He's pretty good at what he does. He's definitely improved a lot since his Bournemouth days. I'm not trying to hate on him. And he's had some big nights. I mean, he outcoached Valverde in the Champions League, which has varying degrees of significance to me. Because, you know, you tactically destroyed a team with Mbappe and, like, all that money. But also, Valverde kind of sucks. Talking about Enrique? No, why do I call him Valverde? <laughs> Is there a coach named Ernesto Valverde? Not, not, not that I'm aware of. 
Dude, this is what happens. You, you come, you do the podcast late, man. Calling Val, I'm calling Valverde. I'm calling Enrique, and there's still fucking Valverde in my head. This is a random. That's not even his first name. This is like he's just like a regen, bro. He's just he he doesn't deserve to be called by the right name. I mean, that's the thing. As I just just don't care. He's just not a good coach. Um, and anybody who wants to tell me is. Can we can talk about the Spain World Cup, and or, anyone the, or the other it. one, or the fucking Barcelona Champions League situations? Like, let's be serious, man. Or PSG this season? Like, there's plenty of documentation that this guy is a fraud. Yeah, people want to hit at West Ham. Can we get serious? Nah, nah. <laughs> We've talked about this on the podcast. It would have relegated us, dude. Yeah, it would have been like. Like Pellegrini days on like steroids. On crack cocaine. Like just not what anybody wants to see. Can you imagine? We'd be screaming, kicking, clawing for David Moyes to come back. He would have brought in fucking God knows who he would have brought in. He would have brought in another Santi Cazorro clone and it would have just been Fornals again. He would have brought in probably Telemans. Dude. Can you imagine me getting back on that train? Just for just for him to come out the way he has for Villa would have been brutal. Terrible. Absolutely it's crazy. Terrible. It's crazy that we're we're playing our our two arch nemeses, our personal two arch nemeses, in the league back to back like that. I was thinking about that, but then I, I was thinking today. I was just like, dude, I hate every team in this league. I really do. I really hate. I just I just have a gripe with each and every one of them individually. I I can go down the list. I dude, I was tweeting about Palace today. I mean, yeah, to that be was fair, the it's... most random, <laughs> random, ridiculous shot I've ever seen in my life. It was it was real. Well, it was real. <laughs> I, I just saw it, and I was like, yeah, dude, like fuck them. I I don't know. With Palace, it's different though, because Palace is that's like a little brother. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I probably have like some of the least bad blood in the league for Palace because, like, we own them besides last year. Like, they just cannot – they don't have any answer for us. Um, They're worse than us. Uh, They're a little bro. They'll never finish over us. They'll never finish in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, they're kind of cute, man. Like, it's cute what's going on over there. And – they can do whatever it is that they do, and Ezzy can sit at home and watch Bowen play in the Euros this summer, and everybody will be happy. Yeah, I mean, our relationship is kind of the equivalent of like, of like somebody who's like taller than another person, like holding a ball over their head and watching the <laughs> other one like try to reach and grab it. Like, no matter what, like they can finish over us, we win a we win a European Championship. Like, okay, like. Dude, like this, they're this never even gonna play is. in Europe. They're dude. The most embarrassing thing for them is that Brighton is like perennial, perennially in Europe now. And yeah, Brighton hadn't the... even sniffed the Premier League until 2016, and that that's like that's like their rivalry. And now they're getting little broed by Brighton <laughs> and Hove Albion. Dude, you're like 90 miles from the stadium, from the stadium, they, like 90 miles away from each other. Or they, I don't know if that's right, but they had a rivalry with us. They we got we sunned them. They gave up. They made up a new rivalry with a new team. <laughs> got sunned by them. Dude, the, the the Twitter rivalry 
is alive and well between West Ham and Crystal Palace. When did we play them? I don't know, but I'm, I'm gonna mark it on my calendar. I'm I'm gonna be crazy that week. Like probably crazy. It's December second. We play them at the bowl. Good. It's sandwiched in between uh, Bakatopola away in Serbia and uh, Tottenham at White Hart Lane. My so we'll see how that game goes. My goodness. Um. But no, but that that was real. They'll they'll never have a player who contributes to a goal on the same stage that Paqueta did for. Not many. Not many teams will. I don't think Villa will either. Yeah, no, they won't. They're yeah, slow bro. It's just not everybody can operate at this level that we operate at. Yeah, you know, like it's a you got you have West Ham, you have the Madrids, you have Bayern, you have yeah, Arsenal. Like, like <laughs> you I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we're going to be looking at the teams that are in that Club World Cup that's coming up, and the teams that are like challenging for that. And those are the big clubs in the world. And you want to talk about that for a second? Can you imagine we go to that tournament? Are you kidding I'm, me? That like that talk has kind of died down, but since then, I mean, we've won two European, European games. games. What's funny about dominate. that to me? It's it's one of those things in this sport, and I don't know what it is about football. Um, but it's one of those things where it doesn't really feel real, and then it like kind of happens, and like it's still not like real to you and then it's just like a part of it now it's like th- this fifth place thing mm-hmm. that like a fifth place club mission champions league like like yeah okay <laughs> people keep talking about it like is it gonna happen like like, just... like it, they could or do we know for sure <laughs> like, <laughs> and there's like other examples of that in the sport even like they were talking about the conference league for like three years before it happened and i was like yeah that day will never come and, and the, the now expanded. we won. Yeah, we won the damn thing. Yeah, and there's like the expanded Champions League. The Super League was that at one point until it became really, really real. Dude, that was scary. Um, but yeah, and then there's uh, aren't the European formats? They're gonna change like a league format. I don't know if that just happens in FM or if that's. I think that's a real thing that's happening. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure the Champions League format is changing at some point in the next two or three years. It's it, no, dude. It's it's with this fifth place thing. That's what it is. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? It's are they next just, year. Like, adding, are these adding new teams? I, I don't. I I have to check on it because I don't know. Because like, I don't want to just quote FM, but they FM like you just usually has it set out. Like if it's happening, the game will just implement it. Mm-hmm. So how it works in that is that it's a league format. It's like 32 teams. You play eight games of whoever in the league, um, and then the table, the top eight qualify for the round of 16, and then I think. Eight, nine to twenty-four play a playoff, and then yeah, that could be cool. Could be cool. Um, it's something like that. I'm sure, it's fine. But yeah, fifth I'm place, sure we'll, dude. We'll finish fifth, playing the Club World Cup, playing the Champions League. It's gonna be hell of a year. And it that, and it all starts this weekend. Is the Club World Cup when? I don't know, dude. It's not a real like. It, is this a real thing? It's just some time in the future. It's just something that people post rankings to, and act like teams are qualifying for, but no one's ever said a word. It's okay. Yeah, it's in twenty twenty three. Oh God! So we like the we win draw. The 
Oh, 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 this is this is the uh the baby one. The baby one. And then when's the big one? It can't it uh it's twenty twenty five, yeah. Mm-hmm. USA to host thirty two team FIFA Club World Cup in twenty twenty five. My god. My goodness. Coach Moyes will have his men competing for that. That'll be just another trophy to put in the cabinet. We'll be coming off the Champions League final. Yeah. Because that'll be next year. Well, and that year we'll be coming off the Europa League final. By then, we'll have plenty of... We might be the top-ranked team in this damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) We We damn might well be the favorites. Dude, if we go to Europa League, I'm going to I'm going to Dublin. We will be there, and now like, people know what we look like, so they'll come up to us. They'll be like, "Dude, like, I love hammering away, bro." Like, <laughs> yo, can I get your autograph? Dude, that that tweet that you had, it was like two retweets, like nine likes. It's crazy. That was that was one of them. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, like leave me alone, dude. Like, I don't I don't talk to fans. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy the game, man. Just. Like, like, let's just let's just have a good time. Like, I'm I'm just I'm just a guy. Like, I I shave for this. I'm just a guy. <laughs> well, by then you'll be a guy with a beard, so there'll be reason to come up to you. Uh, I will specifically continue to shave so people cannot come up to me about hammering away. Oh man, what else we want to talk about? We'll talk about Bowen's. We'll we'll uh, return to the England squad. But what would you think of him? I thought he played well. I thought he didn't touch the ball. It was annoying because Madison likes to hug that left side mm-hmm. and build to that side, and then it was just isolating Bowen. And then whenever Bowen got the ball, like, he was he was super dangerous with it. He actually so did. Was, he looked a lot better than he did in the other England performances. He looked like he oh, belonged. Yes. I thought. He he was super super confident whenever he had the ball. He looked a lot more similar to what we see than uh than he did last time. Yeah, he was kind of a shell. He was really nervous last time. You could tell. But mm-hmm. I think he's ready to make that spot his. I think he knows how much of a shot he has now. Yeah, he might, dude, he... he might start. Um, probably won't start, but I think he'll play. Was they play Italy? Yeah. I'm like pretty. I'm like pretty mixed on like what him not uh, coming out of that game meant. Because um, on one hand, it's like okay, they pulled all the the guys who they think might start on Tuesday. They pulled them at the 60th minute. But at the other hand, there's really nobody to put on for Bowen. Like he really, he really is the only true right winger on the squad. They, they they might they might play Foden out there. Southgate loves to play Foden on that right. I know, but I, I just feel like between Madison and Foden, like I, I just don't really think that's like a good fit. Just maybe Southgate Madison doesn't is, care. Southgate probably doesn't care. I also just think that Madison is probably better for them than Foden is. <clears throat> I do not like Phil Foden for England. I just don't think he's ever been asked to really make a difference, and that makes me nervous about him. Just as like an England guy, like when's he really blown you away playing for England? Uh, I think he, he had a I game. Think he, he played He played in that Ukraine game. They but they smashed them four 0 I think in Euros. 
did he did he play uh did he play well against Wales? I want to say he played really well against Wales in the World Cup. No, he he started. I can't remember if it was the World Cup or if it was Euros. I think it was the World Cup. But he like started their first group game, got hooked, and then never saw the starting eleven again. <laughs> I can't remember which tournament that was. It's hard, man. This England squad is really tough to get into. It's it's incredibly tough. But I, the thing that even just from a standpoint of he's not a West Ham player, I do think that Bowen offers them something different. I think he offers them something that not really any of their other wingers offer them. And like in a tournament setting, like if you're gonna have to make a sub and you need something different. You need that. And I think he I think he impressed enough. He's a goal and, threat too, which is the big thing. Yeah, he can, and, he can get a goal. And he also did he also did a really nice job of creating chances for others in mm-hmm. that England game on Saturday. He had a few dangerous cutbacks. I remember talking about that. It was uh, it was on Friday. Yeah, uh, he had those cutbacks. He's dribbling. He's doing all that stuff. Um, he had one of their few uh, shots that didn't come from the goal. He uh, had the one header he tried to go up for over the deflection. <laughs> he won that corner. Just saying. That's what he does, man. He loves it. He he knows how to win a corner. He's trying to tell Southgate, you know, you got to get you got to get my my guy out here. Mm-hmm. Him and James were proud to hang out and leave Declan Rice this damn tea by himself. As Dude, I'll be is. sick to my stomach if those two get in an England squad and Declan Rice is getting all buddy buddy with them. I'll be sick. Right? Like I'll be so how sick. Dare you. Get away from them. Like why are you like dude, he's liking pictures about Kudus on our page the other day, not on our page, on the West Ham page. It's like mm-hmm. you you don't know him. You've never met him. <laughs> you don't know who that is. If, he knows if, Kudus as well as I know Kudus. If if Kudus sees you in the streets of London, he's he's looking at his phone. He's looking the other way. He's walking right past you, buddy. He's no idea who you are. <laughs> and you know Lucas Paquetta, he doesn't know how to speak English. He doesn't know you either. I agree. I agree. He just started speaking English. Though no, it it'll be really cool. No troll. Yeah, well, they're to gonna see, get uh, the they're gonna get the picture. It's gonna be really cool to see Bowen and Rice show the field together to, together again. Oh yeah, that's that's been something I've been looking forward to. It's uh, this is um, two weeks. What? Sixteen oh, days the, and we play Car- Arsenal. The Carabao Cup. Oh my God. That dude. That's that's gonna be. That's gonna be a bloodbath. Dude, he's he's At not gonna bowl. he's not gonna start that game, is he? Like you can't tell me this shit isn't rigged. The fact that we drew. Oh them no 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 no, it, it, dude! Yo, these rig, these rigs, these draws are always so spooky, bro. That you want to hear the fixtures? Every fixture has a narrative. I'm not even joking. Every single one has has a narrative. I'll read them to you. Carabao Cup fixtures. So there's Russ Ham Arsenal. Do you know what the narrative is for that one? Mm, Can you tell me? To explain. So. Uh, this guy Declan Rice, he was at West Ham for a while. He came to the academy. I heard he sucked. He no, yeah, he's like whatever. Really, he's like went for big money because he's English. Oh right, that's um, the sideways pass merch. Yeah, yeah, he goes sideways a lot. Doesn't mm-hmm. really do anything. Um, so he went to Arsenal this summer. And West Ham fans are pretty sad about it because you know they don't. We we don't know what we're watching. We thought he was good. 
But now yeah. we've realized that he's he's nothing. And now he's coming back and he's going to think that he's going to get a warm reception. And you know what? Damn it, he probably is. And he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's as far as I'm going to take that bit. So here's... You that's have, because I'm not there. Man United Newcastle, last year's Carabao Cup final. Yeah. Arsenal, Declan Rice and West Ham. Mm. You have uh, Deitch versus Burnley. So everything oh in Burnley. Oh, my God. Um, then Mansfield and Port Vale, I'm pretty sure, the two lowest-ranked teams in the tournament. Okay. Um, I guess those young, I Bournemouth play Liverpool. Dominic Solanke. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> but, like, there's enough. Because, like, there's no other. If switch down, we'll, 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 Bournemouth, Liverpool, Liverpool got to go through. Yeah. Why, why do you say that? Because Liverpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 they're making sure. And they didn't yeah. want to give him a tough lower league side, and they gave him an away tie, so they fooled mm-hmm. us. I'm not fooled. F.A. Um, okay, weird. <laughs> this is news to me. So St. James's Park, right? Who plays there? Um, fucking Newcastle. Exeter City Stadium is also named St. James's Park. Really? Yeah. Just news oh, to me, dude. I thought that's crazy. I was like, why are they sharing that ground with them? I don't even think that that's <laughs> near there. But yeah, this international break is killing me. I'm so ready to get back and really have takes to get off. Seriously. One thing I want to mention, isn't it so crazy that Paqueta is out of the Brazil team right now? I don't really know what to think about it. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't care. Um, I don't care about him ever going to a Copa America. Uh, he probably won't be here when the next World Cup rolls around. Um, he gave a good account of himself at the last World Cup. Keep him out of the Brazil squad. Keep him fresh. Keep him at home. Who cares? I can't. I care because I care about him. I was thinking about it today earlier because I had the same opinion as you. I was like, yeah, he's good. It's good for us. He stays with the team. But, like, man, he deserves it. He's playing the best ball in his career. He's got to take another English class on Monday. Like, let's get serious. I mean, dude, like, look, the gambling thing happened. Like, he's out. If he was out of the squad because he was being, like, left out, then I would feel a lot worse. Um, and obviously, I want him to be happy, so I'd like if he was in the Brazil squad. But we have enough guys. Like we had Alvarez come back on Thursday, last international break. Bowen's gonna play a game on Tuesday. Like, yeah, but I, I, and I get it. But just, just drop the West Ham ones for a second. No. And it, okay, I will be, I will be the, the objective, the objective, stable mind as I always am. Uh, when we need we have it. Conversations. We need it. We need it. Um. And it's just the double standard is ridiculous because even though Anthony eventually got sent away, he like was he was initially listed despite all that stuff going around about him. Well, he's and, a terrible guy and player. Yeah, and he's nowhere near. He doesn't even touch Paqueta, and what he did was a thousand times worse. And he still got listed. All Paqueta did was get accused and baselessly accused at that. Because nothing has come up, nothing has come Lawyer up. Lawyer talk. There we go. 
the investigation has come and gone. Uh, there's been reports of no evidence, and they they still insist on leaving him out. And well, are are I, I we sure? Are we sure he's being left out just because of that, or is it in tandem with that? Because the the Brazil squad they, they do a lot of weird stuff, especially when they aren't anywhere near a tournament. Guys get left out all the time, like. I don't know. And I and I know they do, but they they're also under a new manager, and also playing qualifier games over this international break. Yeah. So these are these are they're not the world, but they they drew oh, to. They drew to Venezuela, I think, and that was that was a qualifier game. They dropped points. They look the thing about Brazil, is that they stink. And they can continue to stink if they don't want to call up Paqueta because the midfielders that they must be calling up without him there is just nonsense. Okay, Bruno Guimaraes like, is obviously great. Casemiro, fine. You have to call him up. I think that they – yeah, Andre Santos. Is that Andre Santos? Yeah, it's Andre Santos. I don't see another midfielder unless Vega Andre. is a midfielder. No, Andre. Is oh, I said Andre. Sa- I said Andre Santos when I was talking. Damn, yeah. I'm all I'm all over the place with names tonight. But yeah, Andre from Fluminense. What is this team? Because like, dude, Gavin it's nonsense. It's there. like it's like. This is what I'm saying. I don't I don't know why they do what they do. Okay, and may, maybe that does have some with it, something to do with it. But that this eleven, this first eleven, is Brazil. Like besides yes, Allison, yes, like this yes. is Brazil. This is the team they fielded for the World Cup, save uh, Guimarães over Paqueta and Gabriel. No, did Ga- Gabriel play? Ga- Gabriel just got his first Brazil call up recently. Oh, Gabriel! Oh, the the center back Gabriel, yeah. Yeah. Um, who was who, who played in the World Cup? Was it Silva? I couldn't tell you. Must it doesn't matter. Must've it doesn't been. matter. The point the point is they're still fielding really strong teams. Um, they're shooting themselves in the foot by leaving probably one of their best players home, at home. It's ridiculous to not have Paqueta in that squad, especially considering Gimers is there and Paqueta just took him for a walk. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you if you're paying attention. You know who the better of the two is, and it's not really that much of a conversation. Um, I, I mean, it, it's it's not. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, he shouldn't even have been out there for the entire game. Yeah, he sucks. Because you know the guy who he's also not in the conversation as drew that foul. No, I'm saying that War Prowse is better than him. Just oh yeah, <laughs> that I agree with. But it, it it's frustrating. He's 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 by far the best midfielder they have available to them, and you could like it also like happened right like him being dropped from the team happened as soon as the betting allegations dropped. It did. It did. So that's that's why I'm thinking like this is not just some random, random decision thing. that they made. And who else? Like if you look at the squad, who else is left out? It's just him. Yeah. Um, one thing before we end, because I just had this thought, we talked a lot earlier about Antonio bullying these center backs, these Aston Villa center backs. Uh, but last week we said that we would drop him for Kudus. 
Oh. Um, so we kind of let's have this conversation again for a second. What do you do? Because <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> you go unchanged. <laughs> you tell Kudus to get a grip. You go unchanged. Come on, like you, dude. He, I think he might go unchanged. He probably will. Probably will. But I wouldn't mind. Mm. I don't know what he's gonna do. I hate this. Decision I have so no much. idea what I he's gonna do. So much. Because, like, what what would be your reaction if you saw the team sheet and Suchek wasn't on there? If Kudus was in the team, I'd probably just like be excited. Like that's the thing is like if Suchek, like honestly, because like you know we can sit here and analyze it and everything. But like once the team sheet drops, like if I see Kudus' name, I'm I'm gonna smile. I'm gonna be excited. I'm gonna mm. hope that we get to see something cool. And then, like, if it backfires after the game, that's what we have this for. Yeah, right. We have, we have somewhere to, to talk about it. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't care what he does. We, we talked about it, and, you know, in, in principle, uh, when we're fielding our best 11, we, we, at this moment, we want it to be uh, Antonio dropped over Suchek. We both agree. Uh, Antonio, with this matchup, Antonio would give Torres hell, especially if and, they're if they're gonna play a three, which they're probably going to play back three. They've played that a lot this season. I I really don't think I want to see a team without Antonio if it's gonna be a back three. That's fair. I would much that's prefer fair. to have Antonio. Like if it's a like if I have to like not be like he's up to Moyes. If he thinks that they're gonna play a back three, he should start Antonio. Hmm. It's it's a tough. It doesn't decision. mean that Kudus can't play, and this doesn't even mean that if you drop Suchek now and we win, that he can't come back in the team for the next game. He used to do this with Ben Rama all the time. He'd start him, he'd play great, we'd win, and he'd say the next game doesn't suit you, kid. Back on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Not that he's gonna do that with Kudus, but you understand what I'm saying. I, Why don't I just go four two three one and throw Paqueta out on the left and let him do whatever it is that he does out there, and just play how we close the game against Newcastle, but with Antonio up front. So what? Just what's the, the front four? Uh, Kudus instead of Suchek, and then you put Kudus in the ten. Is is this game even suited for Kudus? The way they, the way they have all those physically combative midfielders clogging up. I, that I, lane. I think it is. I, I, I think. I, I don't think that games are or aren't suited for Kudus. I'm being honest. His that's fair. His ball retention is something that's invaluable to really any Premier League side, and I think he's athletic enough to deal with it. Like, I'm really not worried about Bubakar Kamara giving him an issue. No, yeah, we we both agree that this is this and like McGinn and on. and if he wants to float around, like you know, he might actually be more suited for this game than what we're doing currently, because if they're gonna play three center backs, he's another goal threat and a box threat. They're gonna mm, have to worry true. about. That's but true. But then you know, Suchek arrives late. It's Moyes can do whatever it is that he wants to do. Yeah, I guess what my concern was is that is there going to be that space to run into down the like the central channels, uh, with McGinn, Louise, and 
and Kamara as as a midfield three. I don't know. I, like, like, if the space is gonna the space is gonna be where the space the, is gonna be clogged, backs. but he he keeps the ball. Don't you want that's that? That's true. That's that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate because if he plays Suchek, I'm happy. If he plays Kudus, I'm happy. Like, if he plays Antonio I mean, and Suchek, like it's fine. Theori- theoretically, the the space is gonna be behind the fullbacks because we we know how they how they operate. Yeah, whether it's Digne, Mourinho, and then Cash, they both go crazy high up, and then it'll be like Torres and. And who who would play right center back? Would it be Conza or Carlos? Conza, and that'll be Carlos in the middle, and then it'll be Torres on the left. Yeah, like I kind of just really like the idea of of Antonio occupying those wide spaces. Yeah, it's got it's got to be Antonio. I just think that against the back three and against this personnel, it's got to be Antonio. And then it's up to Moyes how he wants to deal with it. It's an away game. Maybe Suchek. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 truly a headache. It's a good headache to have. We'll just use that phrase. <laughs> it's a good headache to have. But like I'm 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 it is a good headache to have, but like I kinda just wanna not have this headache anymore. No, I'll keep the headache. Take an Advil. Headaches are annoying, bro. Advils get rid of headaches. No, no, no. Advil is just like starting kudos or something. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have it. It's like if you take the Advil, you're going to have it again in three days on Thursday. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's... We've we've talked about this ad nauseum. Suchek is like point. a shot of vodka with a headache. <laughs> Feels good at the moment. Oh, dude, you love it. That's what he does. And then you wake up the next morning, it's like Kudus has like twenty Premier League minutes in this first two months. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what Antonio is when it comes to a headache. Heroin. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week on the Hammering Away podcast. We appreciate your listens. Uh, As always, check out the blog. Um, It's at hammeringaway.blog. Hammering-away.blog. Sorry. Forgot the website for a second. What is that, dude? You're you're washed, bro. Too many many missed weeks. Too many missed weeks. Well, I mean, this is two weeks in a row. But hammering-away.blog. The Twitter handle is at hammering underscore away. The TikTok is hammering dot away. And the Instagram is hammering away underscore. What about the threads? Dude, it's the same as Instagram. <laughs> Come on, man. Talk about threads. Damn threads. Um, yeah, they, You're derailing everything talking about threads. Am I not allowed to say any parting words? You have the floor. Um... All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for watching watching. on YouTube for the first time. Uh, Please be nice about our appearances. uh, And um, to our (laughs) my my room background is very plain behind me, but I swear I have a nice room. Um, On the the exposed brick side of the apartment, isn't that crazy? (laughs) Just flexing. Everything's out of like. Man, he's living lavish. It's like, dude, nah. It's like.
It's like it's like the other apartment's wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bowen article coming out on Thursday. Yeah. Um, make sure to tune into that and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I guess so. Yeah. Are we are we gonna continue? Are we gonna consistently do this? I mean, the plan is for every podcast to go on YouTube. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. It's uh pretty exciting stuff you can see my my reactions my face reactions well, we, this yeah th- th- this will be uh this will actually be a very good thing once the games get going again we're gonna get <laughs> really heated <again. laughs> yes we are all right thank you for bringing me close i i just wanna ride in a ray ay shawty let me paint all in my face ay your body my need a diamond ray ay i just tripped the rally up the ray Slide, hop on the whip, better step on my side. Cause it's how it vibes, your wave wash on my wave tie. Don't trip now, you might slip slide. Cause I drip sauce and I drip fly, and I lean back when I win. I need to the way to infinity. Fuck with my team, they fuck up my vicinity. This shit going crazy, bumping on shit from Mass Miami. Down the highway, and I'm dressing my Jamie's. One of the streets is a company and duty. My nigga named Rico, he strapped with the truly. We blasting the shots of you acting a fool. You striving for perfection. Don't you know you perfectly imperfect, nigga? You worth the nigga. I kick, flip, and I flip shit. I'm a worst for nigga. You switch shit, and I will smith them. Western niggas, I'm a French prince. Don't check it, niggas. I breathe deep, I'm testing niggas. Go check it, mate. It's nighttime, and you were both today. I might take your queen, but that was yesterday. And I off your pawns, I'll leave you acidly. Cause I'm the realest king to ever play, and I'm a black king. Word up to my black skin, and I run shit. Cause I'm African, you don't gotta tell me I am the man.